The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Good morning. I'm here, Pastor Blehan Jr. And I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon a landmark in Kali for over 95 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir, under the direction of Emilia Hahn, We'll start off today's Palm Sunday telecast with the uplifting song, 10,000 Hosannas. 
They will be ably accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. What a glorious day it must have been when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ made His glorious appearance in Jerusalem. Give a listen to the words of the song as it details the excitement of the crowd. From byways surrounding Jerusalem's plains comes echoes of loud and exuberant strains. With glad adoration, the chorus now sings, 10,000 hosannas to the King of Kings. Please follow along and sing with the choir as you see the words on your screen. The church band under the direction of yours truly will play the song, Jerusalem the Golden. Yes, saints and friends, 
Daily, we pray for the peace of beloved Jerusalem, for this is a sweet and blessed country, the home of God's elect. Jerusalem is a city of inspiration where our Lord and Savior once walked the streets, performed wonder-working miracles, and preached the gospel of the kingdom of God. Jerusalem the Golden will always be near and dear to our hearts.
Our solace for today is Trustee Susie Pass and Richard Sr., who will give the Lord all the praise and glory, singing the beautiful song, Oh, I Want to See Him. Doing his background music will be Associate Bass and Marvin Abing on the bass, Seneca Rhodes on the drums, and yours truly on the piano. The Lord gives us the faith and strength to carry on. It is comforting to know that He is always near and only a prayer away. When the storms of life surround us, just remember that the Lord will hear our faintest cry, for He has promised that He will never leave or forsake us. As I journey through the land, singing as I go, praising souls to Calvary, to the crimson flow. Many arrows pierce my soul from without within. But my Lord leads me on, through Him I must win. Oh, I want to see Him look upon His face. There to sing forever of his saving grace on the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last. Ever to rejoice when before me billows rise from the mighty deep. Then my Lord directs my bark, he will safely and he leads me gently on through the swirl below. He's a real friend to me. Oh, I love him so. Oh, I want to see him. Love upon his face there to sing forever of his saving grace on the streets of glory let me lift my voice Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. Oh. 
The church choir will now perform their final number for the day entitled, He is Worthy. In all that we do, we do all in the name of Jesus. Our Lord is a great God that is worthy of all our praises, glory, and thanksgiving. We are blessed to be touched by the love of our Lord and Savior and by part of His salvation, full and free.
are blessed to have Punahele Kapuni play the inspired, spirit-inspiring old-time favorite song, Amazing Grace. Our Lord is full of mercy and compassion, and His amazing grace endures through all generations. As we put our faith, hope, and trust in the Lord, we will surely find rest for our souls. Put Jesus first in our lives, and He will take the burden of sin away and handle all the problems that come our way. The Men Crusaders will sing the song, I Will Praise Him. They will be accompanied by Aris Locke on the piano. We praise and thank the Lord for our salvation, full and free. We count it a blessing to be able to share the gospel of the kingdom of God with you on our weekly telecast. The gospel is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. Won't you accept the Lord as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord? For today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear His voice. At this time, it is with great pleasure to dedicate this song to Mr. and Mrs. Tao and Doris Falatoy. May the good Lord continue to shower you with His love. Have a blessed and wonderful Sunday. When I saw the cleansing fountain Open wide for all my sin I obeyed the Spirit's wooing when he said, Wilt thou be clean? I will praise him, I will praise him, praise the Lamb for sinners slain. Giving glory, all ye people, 
for his blood can wash away each day. Though the way seems straight and narrow, all like claim was swept away. My ambitions, plans, and wishes at my feet in ashes lay. I will praise him, I will praise him, praise the Lamb for sinners slain. Give him glory, all ye people, for his blood can wash away each stain. Then God's fire upon the altar of my heart was set aflame. I shall never cease to praise him. Glory, glory to his name. Blessed be the name of Jesus. I'm so glad he took me in. He's forgiven my transgressions. He has cleansed my heart from sin. I will praise him. I will praise him. Praise the Lamb for sinners slain. Give him glory, all ye people, for his blood can wash away each stain. Glory, glory to the Father, glory, glory to the Son, glory, glory to the Spirit, glory to the three in one. I will praise him, I will praise him, Praise the Lamb for sinners slain. Give Him glory, all ye people, for His blood can wash away each stain. I will praise Him, I will praise Him. Praise the Lamb for sinners slain. Give Him glory, all ye people, for His blood can wash away each stain. People, for his blood can wash away each stain. Praise the Lord and good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially. If any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. 
If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the scheduled gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Okamiki Branch Church, located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services start on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinlaw in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Esperi in Baloga Peak, Hawaiian, and by Pastor Vesper Esperi in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to head pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. It is my heartfelt desire, TV viewers, that you all join me in the reading of God's Word as you present my sermon for today entitled, Blessed is He. And I pray that it will provide you with the strength and comfort you seek. I also hope that as a result of this Spirit-inspired sermon, you will allow Jesus into your hearts and accept Him as your Lord and Savior this very day. Today, we are commemorating Palm Sunday. The Lord Jesus Christ knew all things. He knew God's will for Him. He knew why He came into the world. He knew His earthly ministry was drawing to a close. He knew the hour was approaching when He would finish His mighty work by dying on the cross. In times past, He had kept His mission secret. Now there was no longer any need to do this. It was not fitting that the Lamb of God should come to die privately and silently. Before He died, every eye had to be fixed upon Him. The crowning act of his life had to take place where and when all the world could know about it. Jesus headed towards Jerusalem to present himself as Messiah and King and stopped outside the village of Bethphage. He sent out two disciples with explicit instructions, reading Matthew, the 21st chapter 2, verses 2 3. Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, he shall say, The Lord hath need of them. And straightway he will send them. Well, they did exactly what Jesus told them to do. They brought the two animals to him. Then a saddle of clothing was put upon the donkey, and Jesus rode into Jerusalem, seated upon the animal. As he rode, a great crowd went before him, reading verses 8 and 9. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strewed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna. This word means salvation or save now, a significance which is shown in the phrase, God save the king. To the son of David, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. As they entered Jerusalem, all the city was moved, and some, not knowing who Jesus was, spoke out. Let us read the 10 and 11 verses. 
And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Now let us learn several lessons from this wonderful presentation. First, we learned that Jesus had a perfect knowledge of all things. He knew where the donkey would be tied. He knew that she would have a coat by her side. He knew what her owner would say. Even today, nothing is hidden today from his eyes. He sees us in the brightness of the midday and the blackness of midnight. Yes, viewers, you can get away from everyone in the world and you can flee to the ends of the earth, but he still sees and knows all about you, no matter where you are. Thus, we need to be careful as to what we say and what we do. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. Let us always behave as true born-again Christians. One day, someone went over to his neighbor's field to steal some watermelons. He took his son with him. He first scanned all directions, north, south, east, and west. Then he began to put the watermelons into the bag. He said, said wisely, hey, Dad, you forgot to look one way. You forgot to look up. Yes, we must never forget to look up. After all, God above is the author and finisher of our faith. He sees all that we do. He knows all about us. He will call us to settle our accounts, both here and the hereafter, for every deed and every word, as Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 8.21, providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Next, we notice here how prophecy was fulfilled to the minutest detail in the life of Christ. 450 years before this time, Zechariah, under God, had prophesied that Jesus would come into Jerusalem riding on a donkey. And it happened just as he said, rereading Zechariah 9.9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation lowly and riding upon an ass, and upon a coat the foal of an ass. In ancient times, riding upon an ass was a sign of honor, of dignity, and peace. Today, many people ignore prophecy. Some preachers make light of it, but we can know for sure that the prophecies regarding his second coming are to be as literally fulfilled as those which concern his first coming. Why didn't the people, even the religious leaders of his day, not recognize him? It was simply because they did not pay heed to the prophecy. He came to earth literally in person the first time. He will come to earth literally in person the second time. He came in humiliation the first time to suffer. He will come in glory the second time to rule and reign on this earth. Third, we see here the humility of Christ. He could have requested for horses and an elegant chariot in which to ride through the city. He could have ridden through Jerusalem in splendor as today's rulers who ride in stretched out limousines. However, he chose to ride in upon the most homely and humble animal in the world and subject himself to further ridicule by choosing one that was followed by a coat. Jesus was not a high and mighty and unapproachable potentate. Jesus was charming, humble, and friendly. 
This means that we can go to him in time of need. His ears are always open to our cries. His heart is always beating in sympathy with ours. Fourth, we learn that man's favor and applause are fleeting things. On one day, the crowds cried out, Hosanna! Four days later, it is probable that many of the same people in the previous crowd were now crying out, Crucify him! Crucify him! That is a vivid picture of human nature. One day for Jesus, one day for the world. Nothing is so fickle and fleeting as popularity. It is here today and gone tomorrow. There is only one we can really depend on, and Jesus is his name. He sticks closer than a brother. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Here's another lesson from this event. Just as the gates were thrown wide open to admit Christ on that day, so ought we too to throw open our, the doors of our hearts and let him in today. Yes, viewers, behold your Savior. He offers himself to you. He brings with him everything for time and eternity. Open your hearts to him. Open your homes to him. Open your business to him. Don't be like the innkeeper who could find no room for him that night. Jesus tells us in Revelations 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. He is still willing to be gracious to all who will let him into their hearts. This gracious invitation is for everyone who will hear his voice as the Lord gives his final invitation. The day to accept it is just about over. Time has already run out. We read in Matthew 21, 12, And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. What Jesus found in the temple infuriated him. And I use the term infuriated to describe intense anger. Do I mean to say that the meek and lowly Jesus, the one who had just ridden to the town on the donkey, became angry? Yes, I mean just that. He saw enough in the temple filled with righteous indignation. The house of God was not being used as a house of worship of prayer, but as a den of thieves. We read in the 13th verse, And said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. Anyone who sees a chance to make a dollar will rush in, regardless of where it is. Well, the sheep, oxen, and doves were needed for sacrifices in the temple. Therefore, certain men rushed into opening market business. They profaned the temple in order to carry on that business. They brought their sheep, oxen, and doves right into the temple and made it a dirty, noisy marketplace. Those who entered the temple to worship found not a quiet sanctuary, but a place of confusion, noise, and fierce competition as the merchants sold their wares. Besides all this, there were several tables where the money changers changed foreign money into the coin of the land. When Jesus came upon this scene, his anger was aroused, and he did something about it. He made a whip of cords and started after the money changers and merchants. His righteous indignation and blazing eyes struck terror into their hearts. They could not stand before him. He swept the money bags on the floor and turned the tables over. 
He stormed to the temple, driving out the cattle and releasing doves. He drove out everything before him. Now the questions are, did Jesus slip out of character here? Did he simply lose his school? Was he less divine with a whip in his hands? The answer is no. Jesus was in perfect character here. God is a God of love, but he is also a God of wrath and a consuming fire to those who disobey him. He will not, sin, he will not let sin go unpunished. There are some people who go through life without repentance. They live in sin and rebelling against God. They say that God is a God of love who will overlook their sinful ways and take them home to heaven at the end of the way. Oh, how wrong they are. He is the God of justice and wrath. We read in Revelation 14.10, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. The Word of God tells us that in the day of judgment, men will cry out for the rocks and the mountains to hide them from the wrath of the Lamb. And for that reason, I urge you now to commit yourself to him by accepting him as Savior, Master, and Lord. Let's digress for a moment from the sermon topic and focus on old Nicodemus, who was told to be born of water and of the Spirit. Yes, viewers, Jesus wants you to come unto him in repentance, that is, to show godly sorrow for your sins and to believe the gospel, which is simply the very good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is indeed saving the souls of many today, and his healing is also a part and parcel of the gospel work. He then blesses you by removing your sins as far as the east is from the west and filling you with the Holy Ghost power from on high, which enables you to walk, talk, and live a life above sin. Have you prepared yourself by following God's word? If not, then here is the biblical formula given for baptism with the promise of the Holy Spirit and life eternal. In Acts 2, 36-37, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, as we find in Acts 2, 38, Repent! and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And in the 39th verse, it reads, For the promise unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Jesus is calling you today. Today is your day of salvation. Come unto him and find the blessings which will mark you as a child of God and believer of his word. Acts 4.12 commands our attention, with neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven, given among men whereby we must be saved. Indeed, viewers, the name of Jesus is the only saving name with power to forgive and remit your sins and mark you with a heavenly identity to receive the promise of eternal life. It is up to you today, for tomorrow may be too late. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night seeking salvation, and he received the teaching of the new birth. Reading John 3, 3 to 4, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? We continue with John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the seventh verse, it reads, Marvel not that I say unto thee, he must be born again. Being born of water is taking on the name of Jesus by immersion. It signifies the death going to the water, the burial going under the water, and resurrection coming up out of the water of Jesus Christ. We read Romans 6, 3 to 4, knowing not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in the newness of life. Let us now refocus upon our message, that of Palm Sunday. There are times when we ought to get furious. There are things which ought to arouse our anger. We ought to get furious at the drug and liquor trafficking and in everything that's evil in this devil-may-care world that tears down the life and happiness of men and women. Yes, even Jesus became angry at those who misused God's house. Therefore, it is not wrong for us to get angry. The Word of God says, be angry, but sin not. Which means that we are not to continue to lose our tempers in sinful anger. Here we see Jesus being infuriated over his certain wrongs, yet he himself on the way to the cross ruled his own spirit well and said not a word. Proverbs 16.32 tells us, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. Remember, viewers, there is only one way to learn to rule your own spirit. You must call on the name of Jesus and ask him to help you control your temper. As the morning set in, Jesus became hungry. He approached a fig tree and looked upon it for fruit, but he found there nothing but leaves. Therefore, he put a curse upon the tree, and it withered away before the eyes of the disciples. This tree was symbolic of the Jewish church at that time. They made an outward show. They had the temple, the priesthood, the daily services, and the sacrifices. But within the church, there was no fruit, no spirituality, no grace, no faith, no love, no humility. Thus, it was destined to wither away. Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 A.D. by Titus. The temple was burned, the daily sacrifices were taken away, and the people were scattered to the ends of the earth. What a warning this is to us. We can have our fine buildings, our large memberships, our organizations, our meetings, our budgets, yet fail because we do not have inward power and the spirituality God expects us to have. Oh, let us be careful to see that our love for Jesus is genuine and that we bear more than leaves. The law requires fruits, not trash. Jesus now tells a parable of two sons. A father instructed his sons to go and work in the vineyard. One refused to do so at first, but later he repented and went to work. The father then instructed the other son to work, and he quickly promised to do so, but he didn't keep his promise. He didn't go to work. Thus, Jesus posed this question to his disciples as you read in Matthew 21, 31, 32. Which of them twain did the will of his father? They say unto him, the first. Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. 
For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and he believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him, and ye, when ye had seen it, repenteth not afterward, that he might believe him. The religious leaders of his day were the ones who said that they would serve God, but they did not. Many sinners of his day and ours are among those who repent and do serve God. This tells us it matters not what a man has said or done in the past. God is willing to receive him when he repents. Paul tells us the following in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. If a man doesn't give up his sins, his profession is abominable in God's sight and is still under the curse. The other parable is about a man who rented his vineyard to some men and then journeyed to a far country. At the proper season, he sent these servants to collect the rent. Instead of paying the rent, the renters beat and killed these servants. He then sent another group of servants, and the same thing happened to them. Reading Matthew 21, 37 to 39, But last of all, he sent unto them his son, saying, They will reverence my son. But when the husbandmen saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and let us seize on our inheritance. And they caught him and cast him out of the vineyard and slew him. Now, says Jesus, these men will be destroyed, and the vineyard will be rented out to someone else. The reference here is primarily to the Jewish nation. God did all he could do to win them to himself. He sent Noah and the flood. He sent Moses and the law and the idea of blood sacrifice. And he sent David and his songs of forgiving sin, but they continued in their sins. Finally, he sent his well-beloved son, and they slew him upon the cross. Those that reject him, the cornerstone of life, that same stone will fall upon them and crush them. God has done everything necessary to save men, and the greatest thing of all was the sacrificing of his son. Read in John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God gave us his best, his only begotten son. Why can't we give him our best? Let us make Jesus the cornerstone in our lives. And on this Palm Sunday, let us flourish like the palm tree and cry out, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. For the palm branches are symbolic of fig tree and likeness unto man. We who are truly born of water and of the Spirit and are walking in the light are not palm wavers. Thus we will sit and rule with him in his kingdom one day. If you would like to know more about God's Word, the Church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. The Church Band will conclude today's telecast with the song, Glory to His Name.
program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.